0: What we're seeing in the streets in hundreds of cities across America right now, as our cities burn, is not random, it's not spontaneous, and it's not just a response to the killing of George Floyd by the Minneapolis police. What we're seeing here is a classic deep state communist tactic known as pressure from above and pressure from below. They plan to have Americans trapped in this grip of tyranny and destruction. So stay tuned. I'm going to break it down for you and you'll see how it works. So the communists and the deep state are up to their old tricks again. And if you want to know the relationship between the communists and the deep state, go back and watch the episode we did on that. Uh, It's a long history there. But uh, there was a Czech communist strategist from the Czech Republic, or Czechoslovakia as it was called at the time. His name was Jan Kozak. And uh, he put together a document called How Parliament Can Play a Revolutionary Part in the Transition to Socialism. What we're seeing right now is this strategy being implemented in the United States of America. And so, uh, you know, I'll start a little bit with the the pressure from above. Uh, in the last few days, we've had the U.N. High Commissioner for Human Rights. And oh, boy, does that title sound important. Her name is Michelle Bachelet, and she is an actual communist revolutionary. Uh, just to give you a sense of how extreme she is, she defected to the mass-murdering communist regime that was enslaving Germany. You remember that one, right? People were trying to flee, trying to get out the Berlin Wall, you know, millions of them risking being machine-gunned to death with their families. Meanwhile, Michelle Bachelet was on her way over. Um, Gives you some sense of where she's coming from. And um, this lady here, she now has been made the UN Human Rights Czar, and she is brazenly attacking the United States, basically portraying the United States as this evil, racist, horrible dictatorship uh, that needs to submit to the United Nations to address structural racism and and all this nonsense. So uh, there you have the pressure from above. And of course, uh, it's just a big, it's it's one part of it, but uh, it it, I think really illustrates the problem that we're dealing with. Now uh, this Michelle Bachelet, she's a big fan of Fidel Castro, and I'll talk a little bit more about her background uh, in a moment, we've we've, uh, exposed her before on this program. Uh, meanwhile, you have uh, establishment propaganda organs all over the world uh, echoing, just parroting this garbage that she's putting out there to try to paint America as this evil, horrible, racist society. Um, and uh, she is, of course, working with the protesters, and she's saying America needs to give in to the demands of the protesters, you know, occasionally, oh, well, you guys shouldn't use violence and loot, and right? Okay, fair enough. But yeah, I mean, every, everything else, you guys are right on track, right? Uh, so as with communist revolutionaries and anti-american revolutionaries everywhere we need to understand that the issue is never the issue right the issue is always the revolution and that is true with this case as well always right it doesn't matter gay rights uh, you know a person killed by police uh, inequality racism homosexual a- a- anything right the issue is never the issue the issue is always the the revolution, and they're making big progress now. You've got the, the deep state fomenting violence on the streets. We'll talk a little bit about how they're doing that in a moment. Uh, meanwhile, they're using subversives in high places, like Michelle Bachelet, the UN human rights chief, and even Antonio Guterres, the head of the um, United Nations itself former head of the Socialist International. We'll talk about him in a little bit as well. Uh, But what they're working to do here is trap Americans, right? Your average American has no understanding of this strategy that's being deployed against us. And so it just all looks like a big, giant, confusing mess. Say, oh, my goodness, what's going on? Our cities are burning. We're being lectured by the U.N. Democrats say America is evil. Uh, You know, they, they support the protest. What in the world do we do, right? It's very confusing. But this is not a new strategy. In fact, this kind of strategy has been used to cause nations to fall into the grip of Totalitarians for a century now. They've been very, very good at it, and we'll talk about actually how this strategy was used in the United States by the mass murdering Soviet Union a uh, hundred years ago, literally. Uh, we'll get into that in a moment. So uh, Michelle Bachelet, she's been putting out these press releases, the UN uh, High Commissioner for Human Rights. She says uh, the voices calling for an end to the killings of unarmed African Americans need to be heard. Uh, that was in uh, on June 3rd. She says there's credible reports of unnecessary use of force against the looters and rioters, uh, burning down American cities under the guise of protesting. She says the the voices calling for an end to police violence need to be heard. The voices calling for an end to endemic and structural racism that blight U.S. society those need to be heard. Okay, um, you know, and you're probably wondering what universe does this lady live in? Maybe CNN universe, right? But we'll get back to that. Uh, she downplayed the very obvious backing for the unrest, for the chaos by deep state players, right? Uh, she even kind of mocked it. She put the uh, the air quotes around um, the, the forces behind the protest. Like, oh, there's nothing behind the protest, nothing to see here, you fools. Uh, and we'll get into the forces behind the protest momentarily. But uh, here's another direct quote. She says, we have seen thousands upon thousands of peaceful protesters of diverse backgrounds taken to the streets to demand their rights and to call for change. Uh, and that's true. Uh, there are thousands of people, some of whom have legitimate grievances, some of whom are just have just been duped into protesting. So they don't even, they don't even understand. Uh, she said uh, st- structural racism, and which, of course, is a Marxist rallying cry to divide our society. And then, oh, my goodness, police violence. So we'll, we'll get into all these things in a moment. Uh, and, you know, keep in mind, she's talking about structural racism in a society where, uh, you know, the, the majority of Americans who have you know relatively light skin voted twice. To elect a black president, Barack Hussein Obama. Now, if that sounds like it, and this is almost unprecedented in human history that the majority uh, voted for, you know, somebody from a different race. And I'm not a believer in race. We'll get into that in a little bit uh, to, to rule over them. And yet America, according to the U.N. and according to the communists, is somehow this evil, structurally racist. Uh, institutionally racist place Uh, but the reality is Bachelet is not interested in justice she's not interested in human rights she's not even interested in racism she's interested in what Barack Obama called the fundamental transformation of the United States of America
1: we are five days away from fundamentally transforming the United States of America
0: so, uh, so there you go, right? Obama agrees, and we'll talk more about Obama's ties to these communists in a little bit. But uh, Michelle Bachelet goes on. She says the anger we've seen erupting in the U.S. erupting as COVID-19 exposes glaring inequalities in society shows why far-reaching reforms and inclusive dialogue are needed there to break the cycle of impunity for unlawful killings by police and racial bias in police. I mean, if only she had comments like this for China, right? The way they got millions of Muslims imprisoned in re-education centers where they're torturing pastors or chopping organs out of Falun Gong practitioners. I mean, you know, all these harsh words. You'd think she might have some for China, but no, right? It's always America. But uh, anyways, uh, racism, police. Yes, here she says that uh, we got racism, systemic racism, local police, lawless killings. I mean, America just a horror show. My goodness, if you read these UN press releases. Of course, the uh, the deep state media and the U.N. Uh, are, are echoing this concept. But, of course, it's a complete fraud. It's a fabrication. It's a lie. Uh, and, you know, on every level. So we'll, we'll take a look at some of these um, narratives before we go in any further into the uh, issue of the uh, pressure from above and pressure from below. So we've got The Wall Street Journal just published a, a very, very good piece called The Myth of Systemic Police Racism. I encourage you to go read it yourself. Uh, it's by uh, Heather McDonald at the Manhattan Institute. Fantastic uh, research and investigations into what's going on here. Uh, she points out that uh, American police officers shot and killed a total of nine unarmed black men in 2019. Nine. Okay, zero nine. Uh, meanwhile, they killed about 19 unarmed uh, white Americans. And, you know, obviously, even one innocent person killed is too many. And, and obviously, these are, these are a tragedy. Uh, you know, in America, we have the presumption of innocence. You're supposed to be taken to court. You're supposed to be presumed innocent. You're supposed to be able to respond to the charges. You're supposed to be convicted by a jury of your peers before any kind of um, you know, punishment is applied. And so, you know, that is obviously uh, unfortunate. But you're talking about a nation of 330 million people. OK, uh, when you put that in perspective, uh, clearly we're not dealing with this. Wild epidemic that needs the U.N. to come in and butt into our data. Uh, But you keep digging into the data and it gets worse for the phony narrative. Okay, Uh, according to McDonald in The Wall Street Journal, uh, a police officer is 18 times more likely to be killed by a black male than an unarmed black male is to be killed by a police officer. Okay, let that sink in. If these people were really interested in justice, if these people were really interested in human rights, they'd say, wait a minute, why are so many police officers being killed? Right? What are we going to do about this? Uh, so this report adds that uh, over half of all the homicides in America and 60% of all the robberies were committed by uh, black uh, males. And this explains why uh, black Americans, she says, are more likely to encounter the police. And of course, if you're more likely to encounter the police, then you're more likely to uh, have a problem with them. Uh, we also have, interestingly, there's been several studies that have been done on this, and we've reported on them in the New American, showing that uh, police officers are actually more likely to shoot a white American, unarmed or armed, than they are a black American. And and the reason why is obvious, right? When when a black person is shot, as tragic as that is, uh, the the system blows up, the media goes crazy, they get uh, you know uh, guilty before being proven guilty, and uh, so it, it it becomes a big problem. But again, this just goes to show you that the narrative is completely fraudulent. Now, you know, just on this whole issue of race, uh, I would want to point out, you know, from my view, it's it's all a, a red herring to begin with. There is no such thing as race. You know, if you read your Bible, it talks about nations. It talks about tribes. It talks about tongues. But God doesn't talk about race because race is a social construct, literally, okay? Okay. Um, Everybody on this planet is descended from Adam, and everybody on this planet is descended from Noah and his wife. That means we are all relatives—great, great, 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 great grandpa. Uh, we all have the same one, right? So uh, this whole idea of race is actually quite silly. And uh, you know, any Christian will be able to tell you—you know—I have much more in common with Christians of any skin tone or whatever, regardless of how much melanin they have, than with, for example, these lunatics that are out there burning our cities and uh, causing problems all over the place now uh let's talk about this systemic racism um real racism in america you know real incidents of race and, and you know it's not to say there's no racists there's idiots everywhere you know there, there's racists of different colors and you know it, it's unfortunate it's sad but to suggest that this is some kind of big huge problem is absolutely ludicrous uh the and i want to quote here uh from sheriff david clark uh he's the uh, he was the black sheriff of milwaukee county put together a brilliant now he's uh with the America First Pack, I think it's called. Uh, and he says this, quote, the facts tell me that systemic racism in America is so rare today that some feel it necessary to make up stories to keep the lie about it alive. And if you think back just in the last few years, how many cases have there been where the media all starts foaming at the mouth? Oh my goodness, racism, something happened. And then it turns out to have been a giant hope, right? Um, it's a giant lie. Now that's not to say that there is no such thing as racism, right? Uh, this guy called Charles Darwin, if you remember, he wrote a book called uh, On the Origin of Species and the Survival of the Favored Races. And so a lot of uh, Europeans and eventually other people uh, took this idea, internalized it and said, hey, you know, we must be more evolved than other people. So let's exterminate those other people groups. And, and actually, Hitler uh, arrived at that conclusion. He said, you know, the, the Aryan race, which is, of course, again, a, a ludicrous idea uh is more advanced than all the others and so evolution requires us to to get rid of these people uh that's actually the lie that the founder of planned parenthood internalized right she was a eugenicist of course i got a lot of funding from the rockefellers right speaking of racism uh bill gates senior bill gates's dad was actually uh, on the board of planned parenthood and bill gates is of course obsessed with these ideas as well now if they truly cared about people with darker skin color they'd be going after planned parenthood right every day Huge numbers of black people are being brutally dismembered. I mean, they're having their brains sucked out of their skulls with vacuum cleaners by monstrous butchers. And there's no whining in the streets about that, right, except from, you know, some conservatives and some Christians. Uh, so that shows you they're not really interested in Black Lives Matter. If Black Lives really mattered, they'd be protesting outside of a Planned Parenthood, right? Uh, but this is a communist tactic, right? You just divide everybody. you got to divide and conquer. So, oh, you have darker skin? You must be a victim. You have lighter skin? You must be an oppressor. It's self-evidently ludicrous, but it's the narrative that's being promoted. And, of course, uh, you know this, this is just absolutely silly. It's pseudoscientific. It's quackery. But um, it puts to rest the lies that the U.N., that Michelle Bachelet, and that the rabble-rousers in the streets, the rioters, and the violent protesters are, uh, are spewing. Now, uh, obviously, Michelle Bachelet uh, pretends not to know these things, or she's just really dishonest. But uh, she says we need a total transformation of America. She says procedures must change. Prevention systems must be put in place. And above all, police officers who resort to excessive use of force should be charged and convicted for their crimes, uh, as if— Police officers weren't charged and convicted for their crimes when they engage in crimes, right? Uh, And, you know, nobody's going to say the police are perfect. We live in a fallen world. There's sinful police officers just like there's sinful everybody, right? But uh, America has a pretty good track record of uh, disciplining and prosecuting police when they do bad things. Obviously, some work could, could be done, but we'll get into how that's a local issue later anyway. Uh, Now, uh, Bachelet continues. She said, uh, in addition, there must be a profound examination of a wide range of issues, including socioeconomic factors and deep seated discrimination. Right. Uh, Of course, socialism and wealth redistribution. Remember what I said? The issue is never the issue. The issue is always the revolution. So what's the solution to this alleged discrimination and socioeconomic inequality and systemic racism? It is, of course, socialism and wealth redistribution, according to Michelle Bachelet. Uh, She says to move forward, communities must be able to participate in shaping decisions that affect them and be able to air their grievances. Yeah. In America, we call that voting. We call that the right to peaceably assemble. We call that the right to run for office and to uh, to uh, gather together to speak out. We have freedom of speech. We have freedom of the press. We have all these tools at our disposal. Uh, meanwhile, the dictators that Michel Bachelet loved so much, like Fidel Castro, the late Fidel Castro, uh, they'll put you in prison and torture you. Or the communist Chinese, right, who sit on the UN Human Rights Council, they'll put you in prison and torture you and chop your organs out for doing any of those things. But Bachelet doesn't have time to deal with those things. Instead, it comes, uh, she's got to come to America. Uh, She says, this is the latest in a long line of killings of unarmed African-Americans by U.S. police officers. Uh, She listed, I think, six uh, victims over the last decade. Uh, The U.S. authorities must take serious action to stop these killings and ensure that justice is done. Now, uh, in the real world, American authorities do take action in accordance with the law. Of course, we do have constitutional protections here. We don't lynch people uh, if they're accused of a crime. We don't uh, railroad them and put them in prison before they get a proper trial, before they get an opportunity to uh, defend themselves in front of a jury, right? We, we still have the rule of law in this country. So, yeah, we don't do kangaroo courts, which is it sounds like what the U.N. would like. But, uh, hey— you know, don't tell Michelle Bachelet, but all four of the officers involved in the death of George Floyd are now being prosecuted, including the uh, the lead character who's being prosecuted for murder. Uh, apparently, Michelle Bachelet didn't get the memo. Now, um, Another important point on this is that these are not issues for the United Nations. In fact, they're not even issues for the federal government. Uh, In America, policing is almost entirely a state and local function. Uh, So are most criminal laws. Murder laws are a state and local function, right? Robbery, rape, all these things are done at the state and local level. The federal government has very, very limited police powers to deal with federal crimes, and there's a tiny handful of those. treason piracy, counterfeiting, things like that. But really, there's not a whole lot of uh, space for federal law enforcement, especially in these types of things. Now, uh, in the interest of appearing a little bit balanced, Bachelet did say, hey, uh, comrades, you guys probably shouldn't be burning stuff and whatever. Violence is not going to solve the problem of entrenched discrimination and police brutality, right? Uh, I urge the protesters to express their demands peacefully. And yeah, of course she does, right? you got to have the pressure from above. And if she looks like an irresponsible, rabble-rousing, uh, you know, Molotov cocktail-throwing, Uh, Lunatic, then uh, obviously the pressure from above is less effective. Now it's interesting to note that uh, even a lot of black Americans who, I mean obviously the Trump supporters and of course Joe Biden would say they're not black. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. know. Yeah, but, but even uh, uh, many black Americans who uh, have no sympathy for Trump at all or, or even traditional America, you know, even even those who uh, really do uh, view or, or see these, uh, you know, allegedly enormous racial problems in America, they've started to wake up. So there's actually a, a 2017 video that I want to show you uh, of a black activist named uh, Shaziel Sons. And uh, it's about 15 minutes long. So I'll just show you you know, a quick clip. But uh, what he explains is that far left elites in America, George Soros and the Clintons, uh, are basically manipulating, trying to, he calls them demonic beasts, uh, which I think is a nice term. He says they're trying to manipulate uh, the black community into joining what he says is a civil war that they are planning against America on American soil. And they know, he says, that blacks will be slaughtered uh, as a result of this. So, so check out this video and listen to what this man has to say.
2: The left is going against the right. It's a huge civil war that's being planned out. I want to make this simple. Now, a lot of these white boys and a lot of these white people, they've already chosen their side. Okay. And what I'm saying to these people is, my people, is you're setting yourself to get setting yourself up to get slaughtered. There is hidden powers who are controlling the narrative and they're Brainwashing you to feel a certain way about the system, about white people, about every race, and about yourselves. Do not let these beasts do not let these evil people do this. And I'm not talking about any particular race, man. You got black people, man. Like I said, the movement has been compromised. The move, there is no black RBG movement. The BLM has always and and from the very beginning was being promoted and being paid for by Soros and Clinton. If you think that these people who don't who've never given a damn about you all of a sudden all of a sudden they care about the black man's plight so this is all to get as many numbers as they can on their side to fight the civil war that they're planning out that they're already being prepared for we got to put the race thing to the side right now The Democratic Party are using black people to fight their war with antifa with uh it's getting very very deep if you don't know who antifa is, look antifa up uh uh basically a terrorist group i don't know what people belief system is you can call them what you want to call them
0: yeah so there you go uh he says black lives matter uh, is not even controlled by black people he says it's a front group for uh you know george soros and the clintons he says antifa is a terrorist group also run by white people he says they don't care at all about black people that they're just manipulating them and um You know, the fact that these organizations rabble rousing on the street and burning and looting and terrorizing Americans are actually the pressure from below is now very well established. We've documented it very extensively in The New American. It's been documented in many other places as well. Uh, George Soros is, of course, one of the one of the guys out front. And so we'll talk about him for a moment. He's got a long history of financing astroturf movements that uh, are really very dangerous. Uh, So let me give you some examples. In 2016, some hacked documents from his uh, Open Society Foundations showed that he had been showering money on Black Lives Matter and other far left groups. Uh, The goal, according to these documents, was to exploit the unrest uh, after the death of Freddie Gray and to, quote, accelerate the dismantling of structural inequality generated and maintained by local law enforcement. So they want to dismantle the free market system and our system of local policing in a bid to centralize all power under a socialist national regime. Now, George Soros has been very active in the push to demonize our local police and try to move power up to Washington, D.C. and centralize control in the hands of the federal government completely unconstitutionally. a Washington Times investigation revealed that during the Ferguson riots in 2014, uh, George Soros' uh, group, the Open Societies Foundation, had dropped something like $33 million onto all these groups that were involved in this. So they, they were funding the propaganda outlets that were parroting the you know the establishment party line uh, in the media. They were funding the looters and the rioters and the protesters, organizing all this stuff. They were funding the, the fake studies that were coming out, purporting to, to prove that these claims were legitimate. Uh, now, obviously, uh, George Soros. Uh, got his original funding for his quantum fund from the Rothschild dynasty another thing that was exposed by the Washington Times uh and he has been backing dozens of subversive organizations in the United States Uh, All of which have the same goal. So Occupy Wall Street got a huge boost from George Soros Center for Community Change. He's been funding, uh, you know, fake Catholic groups, right? Catholics for choice, as if Catholics could support abortion. Uh, He's been funding fake evangelical groups for demanding open borders and social justice, which is entirely unbiblical. In fact, uh, John MacArthur called it the greatest threat to the evangelical church today, the social justice movement. Um, He's been funding the Orthodox churches in Eastern Europe to promote homosexuality and globalism and all this kinds of stuff. So the goals of these funding streams are always the same, right? Undermine individual liberty, undermine the U.S. Constitution, undermine the nation state, undermine the God-given rights of the American people, nationalize our police force, right? Because they can never impose tyranny on America as long as we have uh, local police and, and local sheriffs who are accountable to their local communities. Uh, We also know that Soros loves the mass-murdering communist Chinese dictatorship, right? Uh, He said it has a better functioning government than the United States. He said it should own the New World Order. So America is bad and is structurally racist and all these kinds of things. Meanwhile, communist China, which has murdered more than any other government in the planet, probably 80 million, maybe 100 million people, got millions of Muslims in concentration camps. They have a better functioning government than the United States, okay? If you have been deceived by George Soros into thinking he's on your side, Go try living in communist China for a little while. And then when you come back, we'll gladly accept you with open arms and you can tell all your buddies. Um, anyways, this just scratches the surface. right? There's all kinds of these establishment gazillionaires uh, funding this stuff. The Rockefeller dynasty is really important. Uh, the Ford Foundation has been providing a lot of funding to these rabble rousers, the pressure from below. right? Uh, you've got uh, obviously uh, Bloomberg right, has been helping to fund the fake gun control movement. Uh, and on and on, and then you have the the fake media, which helps kind of stir up the the rioting, right? CNN and MSNBC. Uh, Chris Cuomo recently uh, defended violence and protests. Right? Where does it say in the Constitution the protests have to be uh, nonviolent, right? So they're building this mob mentality. I thought it was ironic that the that the mob showed up at CNN and started breaking windows there. But this is not a new strategy. Okay, uh, the deep state and the communists have been doing this for a very long time. Uh, I mentioned earlier the Soviet Union, right? They launched a program in the early 1920s to radicalize uh black Americans turn them against their nation and to use them as cannon fodder in a war to destroy the United States. Uh, In nineteen twenty two we know from FBI archives and Soviet archives that the Soviet regime approved three hundred thousand dollars Uh, to promote racial agitation and propaganda targeting black Americans. Uh, We know that by 1930, the Communist International, the Comintern, passed a resolution calling for the establishment of a so-called Negro Republic, obviously ruled from Moscow, out of the southern states in the United States. They wanted to create a racially segregated Soviet dictatorship for black people in the southern states. Now, uh, if you want to know how well the uh, Soviet government functioned, there's plenty of historical evidence. They massacred something like 60 million people. Uh, and if you think it would have fared any better in the American South, uh, you're deceiving yourself. Um, now, we, we've even had uh, leading members, uh, black members of the Communist Party USA blow the whistle on these things. Uh, we had uh, a CPUSA defector, Manning Johnson, uh, in the early 1960s, blew the whistle on these people. Uh, he, first of all, he noted that the communist leadership was extremely racist against black people, which is... Uh, Interesting, since they like to portray themselves as friends of them. He said they were working to exploit Americans to wage war against their white compatriots. Uh, Actually, the American Opinion, which was the precursor to the new American magazine, uh, republished this entire expose by Manning. It was called uh, Color, Communism, and Common Sense. Uh, phenomenal document everybody should read it but of course the communists never quit right uh and so by the 1960s they were blowing stuff up again we had the weather underground taking orders from the communist cuban intelligence right uh terrorist group they bombed the pentagon they bombed the state department they bombed uh, police departments they bombed the Capitol. uh they blew they blew up bombs at funerals for police officers that they had killed uh and we know from a guy who infiltrated the uh, organization on behalf of the fbi his name is larry Grathwald. That they were plotting to murder millions of us. Okay, black, white—they don't care. They will exterminate all of us if we go against their ideas. So check out this little clip here from Larry Grathwall talking about what he uncovered.
1: I brought up the subject of what's going to happen after we take over the government. Uh, you know, we we become responsible then for administrating you know, 250 million people, and there was no answers no one had given any thought to economics how are you going to clothe and feed these people the only thing that I could get was that they expected that the Cubans and the North Vietnamese and the Chinese and the Russians would all want to occupy different portions of the United States they also believed that their immediate responsibility would be to protect against what they called the counter-revolution and uh, they felt that this counter-revolution could best be guarded against by creating and establishing re-education centers in the southwest uh, where we would take all the people who needed to be re-educated into the new way of thinking and teach them how things were going to be i asked well what is going to happen to those people that we can't re-educate that are die-hard cap- capitalists and the reply was that they'd have to be eliminated and when i pursued this further they estimated that they would have to eliminate 25 million people in these re-education centers and when i say eliminate i mean kill 25 million people i want you to imagine sitting in a room with 25 people most of which have graduate degrees from colombia and other well-known educational centers and hear them Figuring out the logistics for the elimination of 25 million people and they were dead serious
0: so there you have it, folks. Uh, these murderous savages and barbarians were planning to work with hostile foreign powers, communist dictatorships to overthrow our free political institutions, put tens of millions of us into concentration camps, and exterminate, liquidate those of us who would not go along with the plan. They were working with communist China, by the way, just like the communists today. In fact, the, the, one of the leaders of the Communist Party, John Bartel, uh just went over to communist China. And you should read what he wrote when he came back here. He talks about what a great democracy it is. No, I'm not kidding. Uh, and how they are uh, kind of leading the struggle for this new world order that they're trying to build. Sounds very similar to George Soros. Interesting, huh? Um, now, if you remember, Barack Hussein Obama literally started his political campaign in the living room of Bill Ayers, the founder of this terrorist organization that was planning to exterminate millions of Americans. So there you have it, folks. You got the pressure from above. You got the pressure from below. Um, and I want to talk just for, for another minute, if I can, about the you know this... Um, Bachelet and this human rights agenda. Now, uh, when anti-communist leaders in the military in Chile decided uh, to respond to a call by Parliament, Parliament had uh, had asked the military to intervene. There was a wannabe communist dictator there, backed by the Soviet Union. He, he was basically a Fidel Castro in uh, Chilean form, uh, hoping to enslave the people of Chile. The Parliament was very alarmed. They said, military, we need you to step in. So they did. And uh, Michel Bachelet fled from Chile. And went to East Germany, as I mentioned earlier, uh, to a regime that was literally enslaving the people of East Germany, that was machine gunning people who had tried to escape through the Berlin Wall. And isn't it interesting? They called the Berlin Wall the anti-fascist wall. They said it was to keep out fascists. Really, it was to keep the poor victims of that mass murdering regime trapped there so that they couldn't flee. Uh, We also know that uh, Bachelet, who is a member of the Chilean Socialist Party, or who was at least before she went to go work for the U.N., is a member of the Foro de Sao Paulo. We did a whole episode on this. This is a subversive communist network founded by Fidel Castro, by uh, the the FARC in Colombia, the Marxist narco-terrorist group that has slaughtered huge numbers of innocent people, that uses child soldiers, that imports cocaine to the United States uh, in an effort to enslave the people of Colombia also the mass-murdering Sandanistas in Nicaragua, and of course the Marxist criminal and former president of Brazil, Luis Inácio Lula da Silva, who was thrown in jail for his corruption and crime. Um, we know about this group. We have their documents. They say that their objective is to bring Latin America under communist control. The U.S. government knows all about this. And we know that the Foro de Sao Paulo illegally helped Bachelet win the presidential election in Chile, okay? That should tell you something about who we're dealing with here, folks. Uh, now, Bachelet fits right in with the Dictators Club. Uh, her vision of the human rights, uh, like the UN's vision, is completely at odds with the vision of the United States and our founding fathers. Right? Our founding fathers said it was a self-evident truth that all men were created equal and were endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, property, etc. What does the U.N. believe? If you read the U.N. Declaration of Human Rights, it's actually very much like the Soviet Constitution, right? Oh, the government loves you, and the government is going to give you happy, fun rights, like education, as long as the education uh, brainwashes you to love the U.N., right? Go read it. Article 26, education shall further the principles and activities of the United Nations, right? Go down to Article 29. They say that these rights and privileges may in no case— be used contrary to the purposes and principles of the United Nations. They say these rights can be revoked at any time, basically, as long as it's for public order, morality, on and on and on, right? Uh, So the UN rejects the concept of rights. They embrace the Soviet concept of rights that the government's gonna take care of you by enslaving you, kind of like they do with prisoners or kind of like they do with cattle, right? Oh, we'll give you free healthcare in the same way that uh, cattle get free healthcare. And, um, you know, whether we need reform of some of our police departments in the United States, Uh, That's a question that Americans are very welcome to discuss. And in fact, they should discuss. I mean, we're a self-governing people. We should discuss how to govern ourselves. And I think well-meaning people can have legitimate disagreements on these subjects. But these are questions that should be decided at the state or at the local level, right? Our police departments, they are accountable to our local communities. They work for us, for our city council. They respond to our mayor, right? Our sheriffs, those are elected by the people of the county. We don't want Washington. and We certainly don't want the communists running the United Nations to decide what and how our police ought to be operating. Right? Um, I mean, the U.N. is literally filled with genocidal and mass murdering dictators. You want these people to decide how your police should operate? Uh, I think you really need to think about that. It's also interesting that so many of these problems that people identify in our local police departments are actually caused by or encouraged by our state and our, our, excuse me, our federal government and the U.N., for example, all these federal training programs that teach the police to, you know, kneel on people's necks or, you know, pick your uh, abuse, right, or, or all this military equipment that's being given to our police from the federal government. Uh, You also have these U.N. uh, agreements that purport to mandate things like marijuana prohibition, right? They kept getting mad at American states for uh, ending prohibition on marijuana, right? Well, if you have marijuana prohibition, you're going to need a lot more police officers. You're going to have a lot more uh, interaction between citizens and police officers, a lot more opportunities for abuse and on and on. Right. So these are issues for state and local governments. In the meantime, uh, President Trump. Uh, has done some really good things in terms of withdrawing us from the uh, UN Human Rights Council, which is a disgrace. Uh, It's almost like a parody of itself. You literally have mass murdering dictators praising each other on their human rights record while they blabber about how evil America is. And I'm not kidding. Um, And so that was a phenomenal decision by Trump to get us out of this. But, you know, it's way past time to, to just withdraw from individual agencies. I mean, it's clear the UN itself is a threat. Uh, It is applying the pressure from above. I mean, even the head of the U.N. I mentioned Antonio Guterres. This guy was literally running the Socialist International, which is the world's premier alliance of Marxist communist and and socialist regimes on the planet, including communist dictatorships that slaughtered hundreds of thousands of people, right? Uh, Or millions of people. The Bulgarian Communist Party, which has now renamed itself the Bulgarian Socialist Party, is a member of the Socialist International. So that's where the leader of the UN came from. We have got to get out of this disgrace. We've got great legislation in Congress already to do it, called the American Sovereignty Restoration Act. Uh, We have got to expose these tactics, the pressure from above, the pressure from below. We've got to unite as Americans. Quit worrying about how much melanin content you have in your skin. Quit believing the lies of the media, and let's unite as a free, united people against terrorism, against slavery, against communism, against totalitarianism, against globalism, and in favor of our founding principles. The idea that all men are created equal, the idea that all men are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. These are unifying principles that the American people can and should get behind, and we should tell the terrorists burning down our cities and the communists running UN agencies to get out of our business and if they want to commit crimes they need to be held responsible I'm Alex Newman this is behind the deep state make sure you like share subscribe send this around um, you know repost it on other platforms the YouTube is trying to shut us down Facebook is trying to shut us down help get this out and more importantly go to the new subscribe for our daily headlines subscribe to the print magazine right you'll, you'll get all this great information uh, that you don't get anywhere else and it'll come right to your door. There's nothing Google or Facebook or YouTube can do about it. Thanks again for watching, and God bless.